You're listening to Texas Slim's Vision, where we discuss food intelligence, the Texas Beef Initiative, and how to design an international lifestyle starting right here, right now. You don't want to miss this. And now, here's your host, Texas Slim. Hey guys, this is Texas Sloan with Texas Sloan's Vision, uh, co-founder and founder of the Texas Beef Initiative. Uh, tonight we're bringing back, this is uh, another week we've got going. Um, we've had about three or four podcasts. Uh, things are going really well. Tonight we're going to have our uh, special mystery guest, Naranja. Uh, we've talked to before, I think most of you guys will probably be able to figure it out and uh if you listen to my podcast and maybe if you heard the first one that we released so hey naranja how's it going oh hello i'm good how are you i'm doing well um i delayed you today i had audio problems and you've just been sitting there just kind of like thinking you got left on a a bad date or something that i didn't come pick you up (laughs) Yeah, podcast stand up. Great. <laughs> Stood up. No, <laughs> no, it's all rude, good. I mean, technical difficulties do happen. And plus, I was able to keep myself busy, you know, moving, cleaning, smoked a joint. So I'm good. There We're together it. now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get to smoke their joints whenever you want to, don't you? Yes, I it's am legal. an adult, and this is what I decide to do sometimes. <laughs> wow, that's, you're kind of, you know, I don't know, that's almost bordering her domestic terrorism there. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, Watch yeah, out. probably. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like the cannabis is legal up here. Um, the one thing I guess uh, Trudeau did um, positive in my eyes, um, legalizing the cannabis. But then um, actually, like ever since COVID, like the liquor stores and the cannabis stores, like were always left open, but they shut the gyms down. So I'm kind of like a little bit, you know, my... Um, mood is changing a bit about the cannabis and sort of what the you know um drive i guess sort of behind it is to keep people docile but anyways you know that's my own battle (laughs) yeah it is your own battle i do enjoy to smoke you know (laughs) i think most people on twitter know well, and that's the thing about it. I, I mean, I don't smoke. I've smoked before. I spent some time in Amsterdam once, and I, I actually, you know, I love the Van Gogh, and I, I did. I smoked some hash the whole time I was there, and I'm not a big smoker, but it's it's about freedom of choice, you know. I'm from Texas. It's kind of frowned upon in Texas. It's just it's freedom of choice is is adults. And that's exactly. all that matters. And you're yeah. not harming anybody or anything. Uh, the true intent of leaving poisonous uh, alcohol and poisonous drugs, you know, everybody can get poisonous drugs through pharmaceuticals. You know, oh, for we, sure. Probably, probably weed right now in Canada is probably some of the safest you can get. But yeah, their intent is to keep us lazy and, you know, stupid and, you know, docile. Yeah. But not everybody, I've, I've met a lot, I have some very close friends that are highly functional and they smoke every day and i would never know it nobody would ever even know it guess what they're adults they can do that it's not that you're condoning it's not that you're knocking it it's not saying anything what it is it's about a sense of freedom that we're about i mean you're at home you're you're by yourself you're probably listening to some good music. I don't know. I hope so. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> good. Well, I sent well, you some yeah, music I'm a the other day. I'm a fan of like uh, chill out mixes. You know, 
Mm -hmm. Ibiza mix, lounge, that kind of stuff. Just have it on in the background. Yeah, I sent you something last week, I believe. Did you listen to that one? Oh, yes. It was like, uh, that one was a good one. (laughs) I added it to my uh, Spotify, too, because you sent me, I think, the YouTube link. Yeah, I did, actually. And um, I think it's Coca-Lona Deep is what it is. I love that, man. He's got a full-on, I mean, he he does great mixes and everything. So it's it's really cool to listen to him, like, when I'm road tripping across Texas or whenever I'm trying to think of, you know, some cool ideas for a podcast and special guests like Naranja. Naranja. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make that, like, a main – we're going to make T-shirts. Okay, sure. That's awesome. (laughs) that'd be kind of cool and we've got to get like a really cool avatar of you though you know like with your hair because you've got the hair all crazy yeah for sure i mean there's uh quite a few talented people on uh twitter i'm sure uh you know we can find someone yeah (laughs) i'm not really that great with graphic design but uh yeah no there's a lot of people on there i've got a great designer out in hawaii that does all my designs on my uh twitter feed he's he's really bringing in some cool stuff so i think we can make it happen we really need oh, to do yeah. a Naranja t-shirt with the, uh, definitely with the hair. We got to get ready yes. for Miami, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Miami's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. You're going to be in Miami and you're going to be selling t-shirts. Yeah, I'm going to get there one way or another. I mean, yes. you know, there, where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure we're going to we'll make it happen. Well, we know the backup plan. Plan B is picking you up in Laredo. We already know that. Yep. So that that's that's a no brainer. I will not fly to Miami. I will be driving to Miami because I love to fly to Miami. I mean, to drive to Miami. I'm sorry. How long of a drive is that? Oh, that's a, it's a good drive. But I live in Texas. We're used to driving. So it's it's far. Uh, what it'd be? It'd probably be about two days, I guess. Something like that. Oh, okay. But see, I like I like that drive. I used to drive up to Maine and Vermont and the Northeast in the summers. But what I would do is I'd leave out of Austin, right? I'd go to Houston, and then yeah. I'd go down South Louisiana and go through Nolens, and then I'd go through Bloxy, and then I'd go over to Florida. I never dropped to the right, but this time I'll take a right turn instead of taking a left turn. So yes, exactly. Uh, and so it's actually a fun road trip. Um, this is kind of, you know, the reason I started this podcast is one time me and my buddy, we left Austin, all right? We were working in this Cajun seafood restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he walked up to me. His name was Big Mike. And we were young. And we are on 6th Street. And we are bartenders. And he said, hey, we're going to... <laughs> we're we're going to go to Mardi Gras. And I said, man, I ain't got no money. And he's like, you know... And I said we don't have a car we didn't have cars we were like yeah. stranded you know we didn't we were poor stupid poor boys anyways he goes oh I, i'm gonna get my grand my uh, my girlfriend's parents car it was a 1982 impala and i said all right let's try to see what we can do so we worked a bunch of shifts made a lot of cash and said all right let's go to mardi gras he had a friend that we could go stay with well, we work we close down the bar we leave about 3 30 in the morning we start driving towards New Orleans and New Orleans. And then what do we do? We get in there. He drives first. So he gets us through Houston, Austin to Houston. Then we get into Louisiana and you go across these bridges in Louisiana, swamp bridges. And on these swamp bridges, uh, well, I get there in a sec. Well, he let me drive and uh, he went and started sleeping in the back of the car. And I'm in this 1982 Impala. Well, guess what? I get in, we get across one of these swamp bridges in the freaking I knew this transmission was going out. It just started slipping. And oh, no. sure enough, the transmission went out. Okay. What do we do? All right. I pull over where they have all these, uh, they have these, 
box, emergency boxes, and you can call a tow truck or you can call a uh, cop, an ambulance. Yeah. And so you hit which one of the buttons. So I hit tow truck. Well, this guy shows up. He doesn't speak English. He's Cajun. He's in a 1952 truck and he doesn't speak anything. So we get the car loaded up or we're, we're going down the swamp bridge. We take the exit in this place called Cecilia, Louisiana. You can look it up. And there's this old 50s gas station sitting there. And uh, so we get the car unloaded and everything. We get out. The boss is there. He speaks English. Well, we get the car up on the left, he, and I said, it's transmission. He pulls the transmission down, and I look to the right on the, on the floor, and there's a transmission on the ground. And uh, he goes, yeah, it's your transmission. And I said, well, what can we do? And he, he goes, well, it's your, you're in luck. He goes, we got a transmission for you. No, the, day before, I- the day before, 1982, Impala got totaled on that bridge. And so he salvaged that car. He was the tow truck that went and picked it up, and he pulled out the transmissions because he was going to sell the transmission. I said, how much? And he said, $150. And I said, no way. And he said, yeah, let's go. And I said, where can we get a beer? <laughs> it was 8 o'clock in the morning. I said, well, where, where can we get a beer? And he goes, load them up. Don't let them spend their money. And we'll put your transmission in, and you'll be on your way to Mardi Gras. So we go, and meet. Cecil and Anthony and they were these two old guys that were best friends and they were in their 60s and they were closing the bar up at eight o'clock in the morning they no. were picking wild rabbit for breakfast and they were picking up beer cans in the in the parking lot so me and Big Mike get in there we start drinking beer at eight o'clock in the morning and so we're drinking beer at eight o'clock in the morning and the guy looks over at my friend Big Mike we called him Big Mike because he had a big smile <laughs> well the Denver Broncos had just lost the Super Bowl that year and that was John Elway he goes you look like John Elway. And we go, okay, well, we're kind of buzzed at this point in the time. He goes, load up in the truck. So we load up in his 1955 truck, stepside truck, and he starts driving through these dirt roads in Louisiana. Well, he looks at my friend, Big Mike, and he says, you're John Elway. And we go, okay. So Big Mike looked like John Elway because he had a big smile. So he pulls up to this bar restaurant in the middle of nowhere in Cecilia, Louisiana. And so we get to the front door. He goes, you're Big Mike and you're his friend from college. I said, I I can be his friend from college. So we go in there and he goes, he goes, look, everybody, John Elway. And everybody looks up and they start going, oh, (laughs) they have somebody famous in their restaurant. It's John Elway. <laughs> so all Quick, of a sudden, we, a picture for the front page. <laughs> well, we did. We did that. We started taking pictures. We started uh, uh, playing with our pet little alligators, their baby alligators, and we drank free beer and ate free etouffee. And then, and then we signed autographs, or he signed autographs. And then, <laughs> so that lasted a couple hours. Then we went back and got in our car and paid one hundred fifty dollars and went off to Mardi Gras. <laughs> nice, beautiful. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So I think those pictures are still on the on the on the wall of that restaurant. If that restaurant's any there, it was a swamp swamp place. Yeah. Oh my things goodness! Definitely things that you can't really do nowadays anymore. Just like you know, exactly. kind of walk in and be, pretend you're so and so. No, <laughs> we, we didn't live in that time where yeah. So, but that was a fun story. So I, I like making that drive. That's why I told you that story because it's fun to drive to Florida from Texas. So yeah, beautiful. We'll, we'll, We'll uh, leave Laredo and then we'll head off to Miami. So, yeah, problem solved. Yeah, I mean, it would be a long drive from Calgary down to Miami. Yeah, that's a long one. I think it's like a four or five day drive because I Googled um, from Calgary down to Texas once. And I think that was a 24 hour 
Right. No, no, a 42 hour drive or something like that. It was like a two days of straight driving. That's 42 hours. Or 40, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'd for be sure. 40, from Calgary. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Denver is about halfway. So, but <laughs> it's long. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you plan to stay a while if you're going to come to Texas. Okay. That's just, that's the plan. Yeah. So, I so mean, well if I get out of here, I don't think I'm going to come back. <laughs> right. Probably yeah. not. I mean, I think you got enough, uh, enough people that respect you and like you. I mean, you know, we're creating communities here. So, I mean, you can stay in Texas, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, you got to get on a horse at some time. Yeah. Some, do you know what? Actually, um, I've only written a horse like a couple of times in my life because we yeah, didn't have any horses on our farm. We only had cows and a goat. Uh, once we had a couple of pigs, but never horses. And it was my godmother um, in Switzerland. They had a horse farm. So anytime I would go and visit them, like when I was a child, I'd like get up on the horses there, but just kind of like walk around, you know, in the sure. on the property there never like went riding or like you know left the gated area i was like oh it's a little <laughs> bit too intimidating i'm like oh cows i feel a little bit more comfortable around right <laughs> well you know you bring that up and i was thinking today when i was at the gym in everybody out there my gym is really cool it has a sauna and a steam room and it's got like two three sections of weights and guess what it has a gun range inside my gym so what? i am in I am in Texas, so Beautiful. You know, Texas is kind of cool. But anyways, I was thinking, I said, well, what, what am I, me and Naranja going to talk about tonight? So I was kind of thinking, I said, well, shit, she is a cowgirl. And well, is she a cowgirl? Are you a cowgirl? Well, no, you're I not. You just said you don't do I'm not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a city girl. Yeah, oh, so you've been exposed. Oh, Bitcoin exposes. Ex Bitcoin exposes the truth in all. So, oh yeah, I knew, for sure. I knew you. I knew you weren't going to be like a, 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 a Texas cowgirl. So yeah. whenever you get to Texas, we're going to turn you into a Texas cowgirl, and we're going to get you around yeah. some horses, and we're going to solve that problem. So that goes on to my next subject is that there's not enough cowgirls in Bitcoin. So you've got to be the poster child for cowgirls and Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we just need more people in general in Bitcoin, but we'll target the cowgirls, the women, the men, you know, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and what I'm going to do, because I'm talking to ranchers, you know, that's what I do because I'm doing the Texas Beef Initiative, right? So I go out there and I do a, a scrape of the internet and I find these fascinating people. I found some people down in, I believe it's Catula, Texas. Texas. And it's a family and their daughter. They have a daughter, a son, and the mom and the pops. And they have a ranch. Mm -hmm. They do they do hunting. They sell beef. Well, their daughter decided she wanted a barrel race. And so they said, okay, we'll get some horses. We have a ranch. You can barrel race. We've got a little land. Well, they did They did it very decentralized. They did it in a very cool way, just family. They didn't have a bunch of sponsor fiat crap going on. Yeah. And what that, that girl really took off, and I'm not going to give her name because I'm going to write a sub stack on it this weekend. 
But what they did is uh, she learned how to barrel race. Well, she's in her 20s now, I think mid to late 20s. She's like a five-time, three-time world champion barrel racer. So, you know, and it made me think, I said, man, I got to bring this into the Bitcoin world as well. Let's get Mm -hmm. these communities like talking to each other because they're already living a decentralized life. You know, oh, they, yeah. they're doing it their own way. They 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 have hunts. They sell beef. You know, they sell mm-hmm. pure animal protein. They raise their own horses. You know, they do so much that is what we're talking about in the Bitcoin world. It's going to be a really fun article. And that's, that's kind of how I started. I, I said, I got to, you know, frame this is that we need more cowgirls in the Bitcoin world. Yeah. You know? And like, and, you know, doing that barrel racing, like that's proof of work too. Like you got to put oh in gosh. the work and the training to do that. That's intense. Like it, it looks fun sort of when you're watching it. Cause I've watched it like here at the stampede, they'll have the events mm-hmm. as well. And like, it's great, but Oh man, I can only imagine like how much training and work and strength goes, goes into that. Yeah, they get those little colts, you know, and she has a mare. I can't remember her name, but I'll have I'll have it in the st- Substack. But they have a relationship. They start from a very young age, like you were talking about, you know, they're on your dairy farm, you know. And so same with the horses. They have to establish a relationship with that animal. They have to establish, you know, um, uh, who's boss and who's not boss and who Mm -hmm. has the personality and what type of personality. And it's fascinating to watch how they teach that horse, how they communicate with each other to get around those barrels. People just say, oh, it's just barrel racing. There's so much going on with that. And it is. It's intense. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, these, these cowgirls need to have a lot more respect you know, and what they need to do is they need to discover Bitcoin. And that's kind of where we come in. So yeah, that's why we got to get you on a horse when you get to Texas. Excellent. Great. Um, we'll do it. We'll snap some pictures. We'll uh, start promoting it. <laughs> well, you know, horses can be difficult. I was uh, one of my excursions. I used to go up to the mountains, the Southern Rockies in New Mexico and a buddy of mine. And what we do, we, uh, we, we trained horses. And so we were young and we were, you know, kind of, we we're kind of rough. We weren't, we weren't very good horse whisperers at this time. And we yeah. used to get some pretty wild ones in and it was his turn to basically break a horse. And so we used to break horses and he got on that damn horse. And that horse didn't like him. He was mean to the horse, but anyways, that horse just got tired of him and basically just went up on his hind legs and just kept on going back and my buddy was still hanging on he wouldn't let go and that horse just landed on him oh broke his back broke his back i ran up to him and his eyes were just you know he was just totally knocked out he couldn't you know they were just squiggling and everything how eyes do when you get a concussion well he came through and you know he could walk and everything so we got him off to taos and they did all these x-rays and his his back was broken and or fractured, whatever you want to call it. He, he was pretty screwed up. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, that horse taught him a lesson. And ever since then, you know, he, he learned how to be a much uh, better trainer to horses because the horse mm-hmm. always has the final word. They yeah. allow you to train them. So yes. that was a that was a pretty interesting story and in how that played out. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's funny how like some animals like they'll just like not 
like the vibe, like they'll just not like you. Like we had one um, cow on our farm and every time I walked by, like she just put her head down and start like trying to headbutt me and like attack me. None of the other cows, like they were all fine, but it was this one I was always singled out. And there was once in the summer we had, you know, the cows out in the field and uh, we were herding them together to bring them back in for milking in the afternoon. So I was out there. Um, I was uh, like 10 or 11 years old and my dad and mom are out there as well. And we had like electric fences, right? So we'd section mm-hmm. off a part of the field, you know, where they can go and graze. And she spotted me and I'm there trying to herd them together she sees me, puts her head down and starts running towards me. And I look and I'm just like, ah! I scream and I'm running towards the electric fence. Cause I'm like, I need to get on the other side or else like she's going to attack right. me, trample me. And like, I'm done. Yeah. And I like my parents, like my dad was on the four wheeler. My mom was like, um, there was like another fence sort of there and I'm just screaming and I'm like yelling at them and they're both just standing there like laughing laughing (laughs) running away from this cow to get closer closer to the electric fence I'm like what am I gonna do like oh shit I grabbed on and I'm like getting electrocuted as I'm jumping over the fence (laughs) and the cow she she comes like right up to the fence and then like stops I'm just like on the other side just like on the ground like crying mom comes running over like oh are you okay I'm like why were you laughing at me like come on they're like oh we knew you were gonna be fine it's like great just gotta get electrocuted first like yeah exactly (laughs) that's hilarious you you did get electrocuted didn't you oh yeah because the electric fence was on right because like uh we we would, like I said, section off a part of the field where they could go graze and you'd, you know, every like two days, like move it back a few meters. So it was always on. And yeah, it was That's just hilarious. bad luck. I don't, cause I couldn't jump over it. Cause it, you know, it was a quite half, right. And there yeah. was like three um, lines of uh, like electric fence there. So yeah, I'll never forget that. I'm like, uh, I always bring it up. I'm like, you guys were just standing there laughing at me. I could have died. Yeah, well, they, but, they they probably knew that you were just carrying a lot of fear or whatever as a child. Oh, yeah. So they, they had to, a little life lesson there. Oh, you know? yeah. And they're like, whatever. Like, we have four other kids. So if one goes, it's fine. <laughs> <They're fuck-ups. laughs> hey, you know, we have to that's how we evolve, you know, that, yes, because exactly. we're, we're tough. That's why yeah, we're here yeah. right now. That's why we're the first ones into, not the first ones, but some of the first people into Bitcoin comparable yeah, against yeah. the rest of the Within world the right first now. Decade, yeah. Cause we're not afraid to grab electric fences. <laughs> okay. So true. Well, so true. <laughs> I've got so many stories and that's why I'm doing this lifestyle thing. You know, this is Friday night thing. Okay. Yeah. You talk about, okay. Here in West Texas too, Northwest Texas, the Yano Estacado, we have a lot of uh, electric fences as well. So um, there's a lot of things you can do with electric fences. <laughs> you can dare your friends to do stuff whenever you're young yeah. and oh, you're, yeah. out drinking, you're drinking beer when you're too young to drink beer on a dirt road in Texas. Okay. It's red dirt here. And, you know, you drink beer, Kerr's Light, is what they call it, Kerr's Light. <laughs> 
So we get our Coors Light, and we're 16 because we have our driver's license like when we're 12 here in Texas, where we're used to, but <laughs> not <life>. anymore. <laughs> so we're out drinking, you know, we're out drinking beer on the dirt road, and we go out and spotlight. We do things. We take our guns. and Well, you always get one of your friends that, you know, gets a little drunk, and he always has to pee a lot. So you start daring people, you know, guys there, and it's all guys at this time. Well, you dare, you dare one of your best friends that's never been around electric fence before because he's never been around much repentance but you know you tell him it's, you know I dare you I'll give you that 12 pack of Kurs Live you piss on that electric fence over there yeah oh my God. well sure enough you know you get one that though you always have that friend right that you know thinks he's smarter than everybody else and it's, he's daring well he, he he proceeds to piss on that electric fence and I'll let you you know understand the rest of what happens and yes the charge does happen and it goes Ugh. exactly where that stream starts <laughs> so <laughs> so the moral of the story is is don't grab or don't piss on an electric fence yeah stay far away <laughs> yeah so look at you know these conversations are making me think about all these uh these stories of days gone by that everybody's being robbed of right now oh, because yeah, they sure. are complying and they're living a rent-seeking life and we've got to get people out there saying we've got to have stories like this again yeah it's enjoy time. live in the moment Yes, we have to start doing that again. We have to bring this back to the Bitcoin world. We have to start traveling. If we're traveling by road trip and when we're traveling by road trip and we are going to become the distraction here. We're not going to allow their spirit, their evil spirit to steal our wonderful spirits. So, you know, that's why the, these conversations are so fun. So going to that, you, you've been moving all week and oh, you, got a, you have a new mic. And the mic is awesome. It's it's. Well, I can oh, see thank it. you. Yes, yes. I'm. You, you stepped I up your had name it for a while, you know, but uh, yeah, it's rarely in use. <laughs> but is yeah, it? I'm moving. I'm going to be setting up um, my office. It's so I've got stuff everywhere. Books, picture frames, computer monitors. You know the whole deal. But what do you uh, turn into a trader or something like that? You need more than one computer monitor. Um, no, these are monitors I've collected from, uh, you know, my corporate fiat life. <laughs> it's like oh, really? every time you kind of leave a job or, you know, we moved offices once and, oh, whoopsies, the monitor. Like, I need this one <laughs> to work at home. And then they never well, really asked cool. for them back. <laughs> are you going to take pictures of it and like post it on Twitter? You know, and act like you're you're like this crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your shit poster, yeah, toxic Bitcoin. Oh yeah, uh, all my different uh, Twitter accounts, like my uh -huh. Anon accounts. That's what accounts you do. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you got like three <laughs> or four eight on accounts right now. That's how you're so successful on Twitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I recently walked one of them, so it's good. Like I'm uh, keeping the follower count low and keeping the timeline clean, so it's good. <laughs> That's good. There's That's a lot good. of noise out there. There's a lot yeah. of noise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is. There's a lot of noise. And actually, guys, I, I'm looking at her. She showed me uh, her monitors, and they're all full of uh, sailor. She's got sailor up there. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We know that's how that's how you're going to get your in into Miami. It's just the private jet. 
I mean, we all know that. Yeah, I mean, I tried um, this year and it didn't work. So hopefully next year it'll work. So. Well, I think the yeah. I think the, the registry is already moving forward, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Which is the registry for? Is it for the the wedding or for the babies? <laughs> so, <laughs> keep that. Don't, yeah. Fingers oh. crossed. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you going to wear white or are you going to wear orange, Naranja? Um. Uh, oh, n- uh, not orange. That would be too too much. But uh, yeah, a like tacky. a nice uh, white with a little bit of an accent red or something. I'm not sure. Well, we're gonna <laughs> I'll have to, have to uh, start a Pinterest board or something. Get we a little. Take a poll. Yeah. We can take a poll. I mean, we can we yeah. can get it started somehow. Get the conversation going somehow. Exactly. <laughs> So you you said before we got on here when we were testing the mics you said you were moving and all that. <clears throat> well, you brought up something that's like what you like. He has too much stuff. Uh, most people do, and so let's go into that conversation. And we're going to bring that into how fiat that is really. Oh, for sure. Just like the collection uh, of things. Like I was saying, I still have college textbooks um, that I'm lugging around with me. Um, You know, just the small collectible stuff, gifts that, um, you know, you kind of get from some people that you're like, oh, thanks for this. Vases, salt and pepper shakers, like all the stuff that you just keep moving around with you and holding on to. And it's just clutter, essentially. And uh, just going through this process right now has really (laughs) opened my eyes again to just seeing how much stuff, you know, we carry around that we really don't don't need to. So um, I'm going to be going through that and doing um, what was there was like that one show on Netflix um, there, you know, does it spark joy you kind of hold Uh, the item right go through that cleansing process and just get rid of it because yeah i mean just keep the memories in your mind and with you and you don't need to have like all these possessions so that and then also like just you know because i am a woman and like handbags shoes like stuff that i don't i'm not using anymore yeah things that i was uh you know using more on a daily basis when I was more fiat, we'll say, you know, (laughs) different handbags, all these, you know, coats, heels, like I'm not going out that much anymore. Like I don't need all these like heels everywhere. I'm not going to an office. So yeah, it's good. um, It's a good chance to, yeah, like I said, go through your thing, see if it sparks joy, if you really need it. And let go and just <laughs> it is isn't it? it's 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 letting a weight go man uh i've never yeah. been a guy i've i've always traveled very lightly it, i don't know it was in me i don't like things material i just never have mm-hmm. I'd, i've always looked at me i've always had i had some cool vehicles but it's usually because i build them but um i just don't like material things i always like the experience of things and if i'm going to have something material it's going to mean something to me i mean it really is like this thing right here that thing's 60 years old wow. it's been in our family for 60 years mm-hmm. and so it, it's a cool feeling to say okay wow yeah, I don't need all this 
stuff that it's such a it's such a waste and that's all this is cliche but there there's a there's a deeper meaning here it's like lightening your light life up it really is i mean it's about peace of mind it's about just freaking joy again and you know once again bitcoin exposes that yeah i mean you know by going through the moving process you're experiencing that yeah and like the quality of the products like is just so low nowadays compared to how it used to be Mm -hmm. um like i have like a hair dryer that I bought a few months ago. Like everything's just this cheap made in China, made in Southeast Asia crap. Like it doesn't even, it breaks right away. It's like I dropped, um, it was just a hair dryer and the diffuser part. So it's like an attachment for it. I dropped yeah. it on the floor and then there was um, one of the small hooks that hooks it, like attaches it to the hair dryer. It snapped off. And right. Like there, there you go. Can't. Well, I guess I could super glue it back, but I'm not sure. Like the heat yeah. from the hair dryer might p- melt it a little bit and it might start smelling really strange. But like you know, yeah. uh, my mom, she had a hair bl- uh, hair dryer for uh, it, the same one for decades. You know, it was like from the 80s, and it's it still works. And this crap, you know, the stuff now, it's designed to break and fall apart quickly just like you know that high time preference low quality low quality products that that, um that we're like pretty much forced to buy it's not like i can go well i guess there's like a dyson hair dryer but that's like four or five hundred dollars like that's also a little bit outrageous but uh you know (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're really nice. I'm not gonna lie; I would like one, but uh. (laughs) (laughs) well, you you are Naranja. You do have long orange hair, so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. You you can you can you can you know that's okay to shill you know to put out some money for some fiat or if they accept Bitcoin, if it's something that's valuable, it's going to stay with you for a while. You know, where you say high time preference, low quality. Anytime you make that decision-making, that decision-making leads to the same as your lifestyle, the same as the product. I was just on a podcast and we were talking about, you know, how with this inflation, with how they devalue our value with inflation and Mm -hmm. how as, as that happens, they also are devaluing everything that our money touches right now. Oh, yeah. From washers to dryers to hair dryers <clears throat> to to the food. They're devaluing our food, but it's even more expensive. And the good food is even twice as expensive as it was just a year ago. Yeah. So that's a good point to bring up because that's once we understand you have a bunch of trash. We all have a bunch of trash. But once you can start looking at that and asking yourself, why do I desire what I desire? I mean, you're going to that low time preference starts kicking in and you're you're you really get ultra focused and yeah. you really get into, you know, the source of the seed of like, hey, what is my joy? You know, what is it that it, in it, it's a fun place to go. If, if you're not there yet, start the journey. If it's because you have to move like Naranja, then, you know, it's 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 what you got to do. But look at it like this. If if we're in inflation and the fiat dollar is such a shit coin anymore, it's devaluing everything that it touches 
And that's how you have to look what's going on in society right now. So um, what what kind of your, your walls are kind of blank right now. What kind of uh, pictures are you going to put up? Um, I have some Gustav Klimt um, work prints that I'm going to hang up and um, just some pictures that I took a few years ago when I was in uh, London and Italy. I took a few pictures, so I had prints made and they're framed. Awesome. That's what I'll, I'll put up for now. I'm not really going to go out and buy buy anything or. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any no. good prints right now. No, no you wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. No, don't do that. Uh, who's <clears throat> Gustav? Where did Gustav come from? Um, oh, he's a um, artist from, oh, like, I mean, I'm going to have to Google it. I'm really Go not sure. But, so, I think he, pardon? I think he, well, he's, what, Russian or German or Austrian? No, I'm sorry. I, I think Austrian. It was, he was like, I'm pretty sure he was a Jewish artist um, mm -hmm. at the turn, at, you know, in the, 20s 30s he right. made had all this beautiful artwork um lots of it was confiscated from the nazis back then like they there was a film that they made um the woman in gold i think it was called with ryan reynolds like years ago um and yeah it's hold on cool. i can show it to you it's yeah here. show it to me it's, it's this huge like <laughs> Oh man, that's badass. That's you. You didn't even know that. That is you. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that? So it's like at a, IKEA had a whole bunch of them, or they had a okay. few like uh, prints that they were selling there for a while. You'll have to take a picture of that because I think yeah, we can I'll make take a, a T-shirt. Maybe like uh, do a T-shirt on that one because that that's you. That's that's the artistic. You, you were the muse. Yeah. So, you know, she has Naranja hair. So. Yeah, she's got red hair. And then there's like another um, famous work. It's called The Kiss. Um, and it's an embrace of like a man and a woman. I'm trying, uh -huh. I have it like in a postcard somewhere, but everything's a mess right now. But yeah, it's quite, quite famous um, artist. So, yeah. yeah. Well, when you said that, it made me remember the trip that I made to uh, Amsterdam. And I, I stayed a, a good while in Amsterdam and I didn't go to the red light district. Just everybody always asked me that. No, I didn't. But I did go and I did smoke hash, spleefs. And if people don't understand what spleefs are, they, they you put a little uh, tobacco in with your hashish and they have all like these kind split? of spleef. Spleef. It's a spleef. Oh, I guess maybe is that like the Dutch way of saying yes, it? Yes, that's the oh, Dutch okay. way of saying it. Spleef. You have a spleef and you have pommes frites. Pomfrites. Mm, yeah, pomace. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so pomace with just, some curry ketchup. I yeah, actually, you're right. That's that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good on you. Good on you on that one. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, you go to Amsterdam and it, they've got parks there. You go to the, they have the Rijksmuseum and my favorite place in the whole city of Amsterdam for some reason I really took to Van Gogh and I just loved it and so I was there for a good while like I said over probably a month and what I did was every day 
this is this is how what we used to live and nobody harassed you or anything you go to a little cafe you have your coffee or whatever your tea whatever it is you want you have a menu you can either smoke or you don't have to smoke or whatever i don't i'm not a very good smoker but i like hash and so i go and you get a little buzz on or whatever you want to call it and i would go and study van gogh all day long because i was high and it was fascinating and i just loved it and it was amazing life and it was so liberating and free and they had the canals there and they had the tulips and they had the little canal boats and they had little cafes on canal boats and you could i mean talk about freedom Talk about how people have forgotten that this is how we used to live in the younger generation that is not getting to experience this. You know what fixes that? Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's the only hope we have right now. And for people to tune back in to that type of lifestyle. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm quite sad for Europe. It's definitely not what it used to be like. No, it's not. I spent, you know, the early 2000s, like I went to high school there and then I worked there a little bit too. And like that Europe like doesn't exist anymore. And especially, you know, in the last few days with what's going on in Austria and now Germany, like they're doing lockdown there. I saw Netherlands, like they're rioting there now, Uh which like good on them. Like we need more of that. But it's just, it's, yeah, it's devastating because that, you know, that how Europe well, was back then, it's well, exactly. I mean, history is starting to rhyme here, people. If you're <laughs> yeah, not paying attention, time. you know, look, Austria, really, you can't you, they're going to deprive you of leaving your home now. Guess yeah. who they did that to back in 1939, 38. Guess who exactly. didn't get to leave home if they didn't have their papers? They got arrested. Mm-hmm. This stuff is happening and people are just like, oh, it's not going to come here. It's not yeah. going to happen. And look what you're having to go through in Canada with old Trudy, you know, yeah. you know, Tr- Trudy's bought and paid for. And once stuff starts like that happening, it picks up steam. It sets precedence and saying, oh, we can get away with this. So what the, all this is really exposing is all the politicians are totally bought and paid for and are corrupt. And it shows you how much the fiat dollar has corrupted our world. The only reason we're in this right now is because of the corrupt fiat dollar. Nothing else. Yeah. There's no other no other reason right no. now because the fiat dollar actually allows deception upon deception upon deception to be laid on top of deception. Oh, and yeah. So- I mean, the amount of marketing that yes. is going into all this is it's absolutely insane. Like there never before has there been a time when some type of, you know, illness, well, I guess maybe cancer, but like, you know, where there's so much marketing dollars into it and it's in your face all the time. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's very difficult to escape. <laughs> well, in the, in the only way we can escape that is don't, you know, don't comply. And, and do not, do not um, give up your physical space because that's what they're doing. They're going to f- steal our physical space and increase our augmented digital space. Yeah. You know, and you, and you bring up marketing. COVID is an international brand now. It, oh, is, yeah, like, big time. it is like Nike or whatever you yeah. want to call. 
it's on that caliber that it's never going to go away. They have a brand. Once you have a brand, you can do and say anything and people will buy that brand. Yeah. They've set the precedence for this legally, socially, uh, financially. It's all set. You know, it's all set. That, yeah. Now they know that they can uh, screw with corrupt politicians, buy corrupt politicians, and therefore it was kind of like training camp for what is to come. And I think that Austria and Germany and Australia and soon to be maybe hopefully not Canada, they're, they're moving forward with this as we go into winter here in Australia, they're going into summer, but it's coming and it's coming hard. And all, all, all that we can do is hold tight, stack sats, increase the signal of Bitcoin and, you know, get some food intelligence Get some, you know, uh, be close to your food producer, know people. And oh, yeah. And that, that's that's important. Like, so um, just a, like a little note on that, like, you know, a locally and know a food producer and whatnot. Like, so in BC, like we had a few landslides and three of the three of the major roads are washed out and the rail like completely right. washed out, c- gone. And now there was <clears throat> like in between I think like Hope and Abbotsford, like out there, um, people were trapped, right? Like you can't get any services in. So now like, you know, they're with the helicopter, they're flying um, Mm -hmm. food in. But it just goes to show like how dependent everything is on the supply chains. And, um, you know, just, oh, someone else is going to bring me the food. It just comes from, you know, on the truck, it's in the grocery store. But once you have like an emergency like this, it really highlights, um, you know, the need to, you know, know people locally and, you know, have a strong community and not just, you know, kind of shove off, oh, your responsibility essentially you know, oh, it'll just be at the grocery store or the government's going to figure it out or this and that. Like, no, they're not going to figure it out. They're just actually going to make it worse, like the whole entire thing with all their, you know, sort of how they manage emergencies sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's you know, this was a natural disaster. I saw the pictures and I saw the pictures of the grocery stores, like Walmart's totally empty. Empty. And, you know, this is just a small little example of what basically I see coming and and it, I saw some, my algorithms picking up some stuff that it doesn't look good. And, you know, people are, people are going to sleepwalk right into this and Mm -hmm. they're going to sleepwalk right into saying, holy shit, I don't have any food and it's going to happen this winter and I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it. And so that's why I've been trying to press really hard right now to get the signal out. It's like, guys, we got to get these local communities going. Everybody has a local community that has somebody that is doing what we're bringing to the forefront. And so start thinking about it now, start looking at it. Now we're in the mid middle, middle of November, there's not going to be, I, I don't, I don't think January and February are going to be all that favorable. To a lot <laughs> yeah, of people. probably not. 
I really yeah. don't. And I think that there's going to, especially in the United States, uh, you know, people in Australia, there's, they're having food shortages already. Uh, I don't see it that much in that, my part of Texas because we, we've, we've got a lot of local food. So it's, we're pretty secure here. But in the big cities, I see people getting hurt, you know. And so if yeah. you are in the big city, guys, you need to really look at this. Don't, whatever food you can get right now, but long term, low time preference plan is to go out there and get some localization going on with your food sourcing and the food sourcing means also not this highly processed global trash that they're shoving in our faces uh it's 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 animal protein it's uh, organic produce or just locally grown produce usually if it's locally grown it doesn't have to say organic on it because they're just doing it right they're not monocropping it so that, I'm glad you brought that up because I saw somebody reporting that on, on those on those landslides there in Canada. Where did that happen exactly? Um, so it happened, I think it was on the Coquihalla um, Highway, the number one. And I just had it open on Twitter. Let me see. Um, yeah, but... It's not good. And then, the like I said, the rails washed out, too. And the thing is, like, that takes time to repair that infrastructure, too. And yeah, we're coming into sure. winter. Like, the bridge, like, um, <clears throat> let me see. Um, like, the bridges that were washed out on the highway, that's not, like, you don't just rebuild a bridge in three weeks. Like, that's not going to happen. You have to clear all that away. You need to hire the, um, you know, put the bid, like, because it's government, like, they put a bid out. Like, they have their process that they go through to find contractors to do all the work. So, right. knowing them, it's going to, you know, take forever. Let's see where it's at. Yes, it is going to take forever. Yeah. And just just wait until it's not a natural disaster. Wait till it's something that they've already kind of planned and have in the works because of the, the food shortages that nobody sees because it's not really transparent to them. But a lot of the excess that we've seen throughout the last year was basically reserve stuff, reserve products, reserve materials. Well, that's going to run out here pretty soon. And we still have a supply chain breakdown right now. So, um, I, you know, just everybody just look ahead a little bit. You know, it, this is not yeah, doomsday exactly. or anything yeah. like that. We just have to look ahead and um, kind of take care of your own business and get some low time preference going on. So... Okay, what else is going on in your world? What's coming up for you? Because you got your move, and now what? Oh, I got my move, and then I'm heading back to BC uh, to go and work. So we'll see how great this is. <clears throat> my um, my driver yeah. today got turned back because there was a logging truck that crashed, and um, it, like the logs were spread all across the road, so they shut the road down. Couldn't get to Kelowna from mm -hmm. where she was coming from because, you know, there's only one road. There's not multiple roads to get to all these towns and, you know, spread all throughout the country. And um, so, yeah, I'm heading out, going to go work. I'll be gone for two weeks. Um, I'll still oh, be wow. ship posting on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. You better. I'm, I'm, cool. working. Are you gonna, I'm mining, are you I'm mining the fiat. 
driving go, yeah. over the mountain passes, you know. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Uh, when do you get to hit the slopes? Are you going to get to hit the slopes sometime soon? Um, so uh, there's proof of vaccination needed to go oh to Oh, my gosh. The- no way. Yeah. Are you serious? There's a few. I in I think Whitewater, you don't need to show it to get onto the lift, um, but you need to show it to get into the lodge because BC has um, the pro- their program in place, which is set to expire um, at the end of January. But you know. <laughs> It's yeah. not like they yeah. keep to their word. So who knows what's going to happen? <clears throat> so that's the current situation with the ski resorts. I mean, they're not open till like December. Well, I guess some of them should be opening up here in the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of backcountry with my dad. Do some um, avalanche and beacon training. There, There's snow higher up. Not I guess there's a little bit more because it's been raining and cold there, but yeah, I'll be able to report next week once I'm over there. Well, <laughs> there's I no snow in Calgary. It's it's blue sky here, so it's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think you're you're turn you're gonna turn into a backcountry snowboarder now. Sorry, you need to get avalanche trained. You need to get your beacon. You need to get it all ready because you know the slopes are probably dead to you for at least now this season yeah for now um you know but also with the back with the backcountry like more and more people have been doing backcountry in the you know recently in the past few years because Uh going to the ski resort is so expensive like if you have to go with your family if you got two kids and you want to go you're looking at oh the seven hundred dollars like exactly tickets this that if you're renting equipment if you're not if you buy it like there's like it's thousands of dollars it's you know not affordable for everyone and um the season passes thousand dollars i think at whistler it's like twelve hundred dollars you know it's insane if you get early bird it can be good i know my brother got like revel stoke i think seven hundred dollars for the season pass which you know that's good revel stoke's a great a great mountain but uh lots of people yeah have been turning to the backcountry but then with that not everyone goes through the proper training and they don't know how to properly behave out in the backcountry. so right. there's more and more accidents as, as well you know people getting caught up caught up in avalanches because they're not doing the proper avalanche you know testing the snowpack before they go out um people out there with their snowmobiles just cutting across ridges and bowls um sparking avalanches so it it's dangerous too because you can't control the other people out there and be, like i said because there's more and more people out there you know it's just more sure. dangerous yeah yeah well and that's going to be you know that's part of that's just part of whenever there's prohibition there becomes mass innovation with prohibition yeah. also comes though you have a lot of learning curves and you have a lot of this type of weeding out and we're going to have that a lot in the next couple of years you know, you you might not ever go back to the slopes again. You might have to become a backcountry snowboarder and here on out. But what does that do? That makes you smarter, more intelligent. It makes you a little bit more adventuresome. You innovate. And that's what we exactly. have to we have to look at this. It's like, okay, yeah, a door is closing here, but what's gonna open? What can I engineer 
you know, because you love the slopes, you grew up doing it and everything. And it's, of course, your choice is you're going to do it. But I'm just using an example that you need to engineer a new lifestyle. You need oh, to yeah. say, okay, you're not going to steal this from me. I will make it happen one way or the other, you know, and yeah, you, you're going to figure it out. And that's how we have to look at everything right now. It's like, I don't want to get, a, I don't want to go to the airport anymore. I don't want to get on airplanes anymore. And I love flying. I'm floating around the world a couple of times, but I'm not going to play that game. So I'll, I'll road trip and I'll see the United States again on certain roads that I haven't seen. So we all have to bring this to the, to the discussion. We have to share it, say, Hey, this is how I used to do it, but now I'm going to do it like this because we innovate yeah. and we create and we build. And so they adapt. Yep. Yeah. And so that's, what's cool about, uh, I've always looked at prohibition in that way. And you, if you study history, like in the United States, when they had prohibition, you know, with alcohol, that was some of the best times for speakeasies. You know, the, the, those were the, some of the best music of the time came out during that time. So there is innovation and we have to look at that innovation being in the Bitcoin world. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm doing now with the, with the Beef Initiative and everything, innovating how people look at, you know, sourcing their, their protein. So... Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be. A lot of people are worried and stressed. I'm. I'm really not. And you can't allow yourself to be. So, you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta. You know, Friday nights start talking to a good friend and you know, start innovating. People, just don't talk about it. Let's do it and everything. Less talking, more doing. Yeah, there's a lot of talking yeah. going on. So, is there a any lot. gossip? Is there any gossip or anything that we need to know about? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the noise, so I'm very bad about that. Anything exciting whatsoever? I know El Salvador is actually wrapping up. They had their conference down in El Salvador. Yes, that, was, that, um, like that happened. There were quite a few people that were down there. I saw lots of pictures on Twitter. That was great. I saw mm-hmm. um, Susie, she posted uh, today. She was checking. Um, she was doing a little bit of like volunteer dental work, checking teeth um, of the children there. I think she was at Bitcoin Beach. Like that's just, you know, one example of, you know, the awesomeness that Bitcoiners Bitcoiners bring. Um, That's very cool. Yeah. And what else? A 58K gang happened all (laughs) sideways, Bryce, you know, (laughs) up and down. (laughs) That's that's awesome though. Did you stack? I stacked. Every day. That's, it's, you know, that's all what I do. It's like, woo. Let's Every day more. I'm saving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look yeah, at me I mean, the world with my savings account. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, I've got some I've got some friends that are new into the Bitcoin world and I think they bought it like 60 something. And, and, you know, they were totally ecstatic. It's like, oh, we got it at 57. So, you know, nice. that's 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 I think that's what's cool about these times when it crashes down. It's like, hell, yeah, that's a gift. Yeah, because we, like, we know we tested. We know what we're testing here. You know, it's always just up and down a little bit. So I think it's yeah. been a great week, you know, and uh, one of these days, though, guess what? Number just going to go up. I know it's just going to bounce. It's going to rock it. Go, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, wake up one morning and be like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Did it increases? Uh-huh. Yes, more. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, hey, I got to you have to be because Bitcoin brings out the truth and I'm, I'll 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 tell the truth after you tell the truth. So, um, OK, I want to know no. <laughs> what, what, what shit coins have you owned, honestly? OK, so um, because I got in in 2017, 18, like right at the top of the last bull run and mm-hmm. my X was into shit coins. He persuaded me to buy um, XRP. (laughs) (laughs) And I think maybe I had a little bit of ETH, but I didn't hold on to it too long. And then Bitcoin. And then eventually everything just got traded into Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's it. uh, How long did that take? How long did that take? Um, Okay, so yeah, I held on to that for a while, like the XRP. When did I sell it? Like late 2019, early 2020 or something. So yeah, yeah. it was sitting on an exchange, bad me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, or maybe some of it was on the ledger. Or was it? No, I think it was always just sitting on an exchange. But, you know, I educated myself more um, by listening to, uh, you know, lots of podcasts. And I learned the way it's just Bitcoin only, cold storage. That's the way to go. And that's all I do now. (laughs) It's it's a no brainer. I mean, you know, everybody goes through the process. What exchanges did you use? You got to expose yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, up here, um, it's a Canadian exchange. I was using um, Coinsquare. Uh Yeah, that's what it's called. And then we have ShakePay um, and Bull Bitcoin, which is uh, Francis's exchange. So those are the three. So when I first got into it, yeah, it was um, Coinsquare because it was, yeah, one of the more popular ones here. But it's a kind of um, a casino, like a shitcoining casino, this coin mm-hmm. square. I haven't used them in a long time. Yeah, I don't use them anymore, so I don't recommend yeah. them. I would recommend uh, bold Bitcoin, so yeah, if you're yeah. up in Canada. Well, and that's, you know, for anybody that's newbies on here or trying to get into it, everybody goes through that process. I started out with eToro. <laughs> that was my first... <laughs> ever that's just horrible but you know it just it just happened that's where i gravitated to for some reason you know whatever i was doing and that didn't last long and then i did a little coinbase of course you know but uh coin crap now they they i think they have yeah it's it's pretty bad but i can't wait till people get burned on coinbase but um you know, then I went to Swan and you, you just figure out how to basically eliminate all your choices and you get more targeted in saying it doesn't have to be this difficult. You yeah, find exactly. a, you find you find your Bitcoin and you secure your Bitcoin and you get it off and you self custody. And that's yeah. it. And exactly. And so and much you easier. Back up your seed. <laughs> you back up your seed. You, yeah, you always remember the source of your seed. Yes. It's all about seed. Exactly. Have seed all phrases. about the seed. It really is. I mean, it, I, I tied that together. It's like, hey, we, yeah, we got the source of the seed. Then we got seed phrase. Yeah. It's all about the seed. It's all, all about, about the seed. seed. So, what'd you have for dinner tonight? 
Um, a goulash. I made goulash a few days ago. I was yeah. um, inspired by a few guys on uh, on Twitter, so I made some goulash. Finished it up. That's what I. I had. love goulash. Oh, it's so good. It's, so simple. Mm. It is. It's really good. A lot of people don't know what goulash is, so like real goulash. What is real goulash? What do you eat as goulash? Yeah, just like a beef roast, cut it up into cubes, paprika, <laughs> um, some peppers, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then I get a little um, goulash seasoning <laughs> mixing packet. That's it. And I throw in a potato. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, gotta have your potato. That's, that's very goulashy. And that's it. Oh, and some yeah. onion, of course. Yeah, you gotta have your onion. Yeah, excellent. Of oh my goodness. Yeah. W- so were that, you, that was me. Were you were you on Bitcoin uh, Kindergarten cast the other night on Spaces? Did you? Yeah, listen I was listening on that for one? a bit. Yeah. yeah did you hear? A- did you hear Apex? What he uh, what he basically cooks because he's he's full on carnivore. Yeah, and he gets uh, in his air fryer. He gets liver. See if I can get this right: liver, um, bacon, and hard-boiled eggs, and mm-hmm. blood sausage. And he puts all that on top of the liver, so all the the fats go into the liver, so it makes the liver taste better. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. said that he he'll he'll cook that. I mean, he, he, there's a picture. He's got a picture on his uh, his thread there. He says sometimes if you do that right, it's like you, you can get high because it's so it's stacked with so much protein. Yeah. I just never had heard that, so I have to go get some liver and some, have <laughs> and to some tr- bacon. Try that out. Hard boiled eggs. Yeah. Recommendation for liver. Well, yeah. He's pretty damn based. I mean, he he's kind of a badass. I mean, he he knows what he's talking about. Oh, for and, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, I I think we all have to bring that into the conversation. So, you know, we're gonna have to try liver and bacon and hard-boiled eggs and blood sausage. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use blood sausage, but you can use any type of sausage. Nah, why not? Try you it. You can eat that. You can eat that one meal a day, and that's all you would need to eat all day long. Yep, that's she would have enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, your you body just, would thrive on that. Yeah. Well, I, it's yeah. it's going to be part of part of my. I told him I would tell everybody about this, so I, I figured tonight was a good time to do it because Beautiful. you know. Uh, so we'll see how it works out. So, um, so I'm going to have hamburgers tonight. From this is going to be my advertisement. I asked Cole with the uh, K and C Cattle Company in Austin. I said, "Hey, can I start uh, advertising you on my podcast?" He said, hell yeah. So here we go. We're going to try it out, okay? Okay, what are you having for uh, tonight? What are you having for dinner tonight, Naranja? I'm having KNC hamburger for dinner. <laughs> oh, are you talking about KNC cattle out of Austin, Texas? Or cattle, yes. Yeah, the KNC cattle out of Austin, Texas. Regenerative beef, either grass-fed or grain-finished. It's some of the beef you can get, best beef you can get in Central Texas. It's at knccattle.com. And on Twitter, it is at KNC Cattle. So check them out. They deliver and you can order anywhere in the United States right now. And they're, guess what? They're the first cattle ranch in the state of Texas to ever accept Bitcoin through the Oshi app. Boom. All right. There's the advertisement. Awesome. Beautiful. 
Yes, I like that. So we're going to start doing a, a free advertisement for any cattle ranches every week. And they don't have to pay us because that's just kind of how we are. We don't live in that legacy marketing world, do we? We live in the Bitcoin world. We do Amen. stuff. We do stuff based on value. So, okay, this is our second week. How did it go? Great. I thought it went well. You? I think it went fun. fantastic. Easy, chill, <laughs> nice way to spend a little. You know, spend a Friday evening. So. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Um, uh, and I have some bad news and cause I have, a, I have a very good production team, small little production team. Okay. And they're really working. Um, and it's, uh, you know, they're in Austin and what they told me is that the introduction is, <laughs> we can't use it anymore. Okay. But you know what we're going to try to do, we're going to try to do this and it's not that we're not going to use it. Okay. We're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, this week it will be a little bit different, but we're going to get a good audio because I recruited you to do this and I want you to be the voice of Texas Slim's vision. So we're going to figure out a way to do okay. a professional <laughs> audio recording because you're not being fired. You're just, you're, you're, you're getting, you're um, not do better. <laughs> Well, it was, yeah, it was kind fine. of. I can take some constructive criticism. Give me some pointers. It's not me. I'm a novice, man. <laughs> it's not me. It's my excellent, excellent production crew, and they are actually sticklers. They're not letting me use uh, Zoom anymore. I have to use a certain platform for audio because it has separate audio tracks, and we're going to have to have a different intro because it needs to be. It needs to be pretty based because this this podcast is going to grow and, and, and you're going to be part of that growth because you, you kicked it off, you know, a little bit. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to work on the audio and I'm going to fight really hard for you. But I really okay. don't have to say so on it. So we got to work together and uh, we got to find, you know, your your mic is better. You sound really good. So thank you. Yes, I set it up this time. So that was my fault. I dropped the ball last time. But uh, yeah, okay. hopefully yeah. we can uh, figure it out and uh, get a clip together that will be deemed acceptable uh, by your okay. producers. If not, <laughs> yes. well, you know, say la vie. <laughs> Oh, well, we're yeah. gonna do, we're gonna give it the best shot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do the best we can because I, I I believe in you. I believe in your voice. I believe in your delivery. I believe Thank in you. the mission. <laughs> yes, I believe it's destiny. So we're gonna try to wrap this up, though, okay? So this weekend, whenever you're kind of you know hanging out inside your little personal space, there, you know, if you get an inkling, go ahead and listen to this last podcast that released yesterday. Go to Texas Slim's Vision and listen to it, and. Uh, you know, hear the script and then maybe practice if you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is Texas Slim's vision. We're heading out of here. This is Texas Slim's vision. We're heading out of here. Thank Ciao. you so much, Naranja. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Next week. We'll Bye, be guys. Back.